Well, quit waving them at me. I know what they are. The same old stuff every month. Well, I'm glad you realize it. There's the $3 to pay on the refrigerator. I know, I know, I know. And the $2 on the encyclopedia. That's right. Six bucks on the piano. Yeah. Four fifty on the radio. Yeah. Two fifty on the vacuum cleaner. No. Oh. Oh, we got that paid up? No, they came and got it this morning. <laughs> Good. It was getting too noisy anyway. Well, now look, McGee. Our budget won't stretch over all the bills this month. We got to skip somebody. Okay. How do we stand on the car payments? Well, let me see now. We refinanced it in 1934. <laughs> then we refinanced it again in 1936. And in uh, 1937, we refinanced it. <laughs> that car's been refinanced so many times it shrugs its fender every time it passes a bank. <laughs> Come in. Hello there, kid. Oh. How you fix for Christmas trimming? Holly Reese, poinsettias, mistletoe? No, thank you, Mr. Oldtimer. I guess not just now. I don't go for that mistletoe business, Oldtimer. There's too many guys that stand under and not enough gals that understand. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it. (laughs) The way I hear it, one fella says, tell her, fella... What do you think of that newfangled automobile Admiral Bird's taken to the South Pole? Well, says Color Feller, all I gotta say is you sure have to go a long ways nowadays to find a parking space. (laughs) Sorry you don't need any Christmas stuff, kids. Having a special today on hollyberries. Hollyberries? Yep, I call them the grapes of Reese. Grapes of Reese. Why, that old fuddy-duddy. I'll bet if they ever straighten out his wrinkles, he'd be eight feet high. Say, uh, what did you do with last month's receipt from the finance company, dearie? Huh? I don't know. I thought you paid it. Why, I thought you paid it. You paid the month before, didn't you? No. Didn't you? Why, no. I thought... Oh, my goodness, McGee. We're three months behind in the car payment. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Maybe I'd better run down to the finance company and explain everything. Oh, well... I wouldn't worry too much about it, dearie. Why not? After all these years, don't you think they have any sentiment at all? Go on. That finance company ain't got any more heart than a stalk of nightclub celery. <laughs> what do they care if we've been paying them our good dough for seven years? Well, maybe you're right. Say, you don't think they take the car away from us, do you? Oh, no. Oh, no. Perish the thought. No. no quicker than a Great Dane would repossess a pork chop. <laughs> Why, those guys are still... Come in. Oh, hello there, folks. Just thought I'd stop in and warn you. <laughs> warn us against what, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, I wanted to tell you a man came to my door and inquired where you live. Oh. Yes, he said he was from the finance company. Oh. Oh. From the finance company, eh? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're not having any trouble, I hope. Juan <laughs> Gildersleeve, you'd love it if we had trouble. If we was caught in an avalanche, you'd stop and throw snowballs at us. Oh, come, come, McGee. Well, I was merely doing you a favor. Oh, yeah, every time you do me a favor, it costs me dough. What do you say we get back on the old you-hate-me-I-hate-you basis? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, it's quite all right with me, McGee. And now that we've dug up the hatchet again, what was the idea of taking the Sunday paper off my porch last Sunday morning? Who took what paper off whose porch? You did, McGee. Why, now, careful there, Mr. Gildersleeve. You're practically accusing me husband of petty larceny. I certainly am. Anybody that would sneak up on my porch like a thief in the night. It wasn't night. It was broad daylight. <laughs> well, what of it? Gildersleeve's been swiping our evening paper, ain't he? Stop right there, McGee. <laughs> I'll have you know I can afford to subscribe to my own papers. I don't have to stoop to take yours. I'll say you don't. You can just reach up on the porch behind the lilac bush. <laughs> and furthermore, Gildersleeve, if I have any more trouble with you, you know what I'll do? I'll crunch you so hard your head will ring like the Westminster chimes on... on what day do they ring? The Easter morning. Is that so? Yes, that's so. I'll tie your limp little spine into eight fancy knots and present you to the Boy Scouts. What to? <laughs> you keep out of this, please, Molly. So you'll tie my spine in a knot, will you, Gildersleeve? You know what I think of you? I have a rough idea. If you ever had an idea, it would have to be rough to make its way alone in the world. <laughs> you don't say. I do say. Why, you... All right, all right, you vocal ruffians. Go to your corners and doggle your throat. <laughs> Would you mind telling me, Mr. Gildersleeve, what you told the man from the finance company? Well, I told him I didn't know where you lived. You do, too. I told him I thought it was down the next block. I'm sorry now. I didn't bring him over here myself. A lot of satisfaction you'd have got out of that, Gildersleeve. I know the law. I know my rights. He can't do anything to me. How do you know so much about it? Who, me? Why, shut, Gildersleeve. I made a hobby of legal matters ever since I was a kid. Why, I wouldn't even get out of my crib until my nurse brung in a habeas corpus. <laughs> and when I was just in knee pants, I knew enough law to throw the whole bar association for a loop. Loophole McGee, I was known as in them days. Oh, my. Loophole McGee, the lustiest, loudest legal light that ever leaked like a leopard on a lot of loose-living lawbreakers, flashing them in the Latin language and leading them like lightning to Leavenworth, love for my lively, lofter and lofty legal ledger domain, and the long-lost leader of liberty legislation from the lovely lanes where the lop wings lead to the... Oh, you going kill this flea? Oh. Look, McGee, you've got to get in touch with the finance company and explain the matter before they take the car away from us. Don't worry. I know my rights, Molly. They can't take that car until they serve us with a writ of detachment. A writ of attachment, isn't it? Detachment. They want to detach us from the car, don't they? Well, I guess that's Why, right. Sure, it's compulsory. I'll answer it, Molly. No, don't, McGee. Maybe huh? that's the man from the finance company. Take a peek out the window. Okay. Yep. That's him, all right. I remember him from 1936. <laughs> Time he got nasty with me for absent-mindedly making the checkout for the Wistful Mr. Finagling Company. Say, hey, why don't we ask him in, McGee? The minute we open the door, he can slap, uh, slap a legal paper on it. And then we lose the car. Well, how about if we break the door in? Is that legal? Search me. Let me think it over a minute. Let's see. Now, case of Goonie versus New Hampshire statute, 19 on plain charge. This is a writ of Mother Nuxus. Now it's a fourth on statute decision out here in Nebraska. Yep, it's legal. Move that table in front of the door, Molly. Oh, Come on. Oh, Hurry up. Get oh, that in the Say, what if he hears this, McGee? We're making a lot of noise for people who aren't at home. 
Maybe he'll think we got mice. Oh, you mean when the McGee's are away, the mice will play football? <laughs> is the back door closed, Molly? Yes, it is, dearie. Let's see now. I wonder how else he could get in. Down the chimney. Mm, not a chance. A bill collector hates to do anything that even suggests Santa Claus. <laughs> Has he gone away, Molly? Yes, he's left, dearie. Uh-oh. But he'll probably be back. Well, by that time, we'll... Oh, he's back already. Hey, Molly, look. He slipped into a disguise. Dressed up like a woman. Oh, wonder who he thinks he's fooling. You, for one, that's Mrs. Uppington. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh. Well, let's move this barricade just a crack, Molly, so she can slip in quick. I'm afraid you're underestimating your proportions, dearie. <laughs> oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? How do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee? Hi, Uppy. One side there, girls, while I move this table back. Yes, my goodness, what is going on here? Oh, well, we're just uh, rearranging the furniture, Uppy. <laughs> How do you think that table looks against the front door there? <laughs> well, I, uh, it's uh, rather unusual, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, we thought so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, how... Uh, how does one, uh, well, I mean about going in and out and all that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, well, this this presents all that old stuff like that there, Uppy. Oh. After all, there ain't anything dignified about people tearing in and out of your front door all the time. <laughs> Certainly not. So you pile furniture against the door, which makes your home more exclusive. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I see. <laughs> Tell me, is this an interior of interior decoration? Why, Mrs. Uppington, you mean you haven't heard? Why, just it's the last word with the smart set in Peoria, Uppy. And they ought to know, practically every house there has got furniture in it. My, how very interesting. Well, perhaps I'll stop in again on my way home for my director's meeting and see how your house looks. Oh, are you a director of something, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, yes, my dear. In fact, I am one of the biggest stockholders in one of our largest companies downtown. Oh, is that so? Mm. You're really a big woman in this town. <laughs> now, which one, Uppy? Why, the Whistle Vista Finance Company. Oh, yes, it's oh. quite a... Oh, Mr. McGee, you just put the wrong end of your cigar in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I must be going now. Oh, oh, mercy. Oh, oh, that horrible table, I forgot. You better oh. sneak out the back way, Uppy. The back way? Yes. Well, I know. Well, really, well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Uppy, a director in the finance company. Wait a minute, McGee. Yeah. It's that collector again. Hmm. Persistent cuss, ain't he? Maybe if we took... Anybody at home in there? Shall we answer him, dearie? Uh, I'll disguise my voice, Molly, and fool him. I say, anybody at home? Why, sir, but there's only just me and Rom sitting here. <laughs> Thanks, anyway. Well, it worked, dearie. He's walking away, yes. shaking his head. Wow. Seventy days you almost fooled me, too. <laughs> I did, you eh? You certainly did. <laughs> I never knew you could imitate Amos and Andy like that. <laughs> what do you mean, Amos and Andy? That was Lum and Abner. Don't you know Lum and Abner? Here he's back again. Wait till I peek out, dearie. Yes. It's him. What's that, an echo, or has he got a guy working the back door, too? We're surrounded, McGee. Looks like it. Well, as the handkerchief said, as it climbed off the sewing machine, darn it, I'm hemmed in. 
Well, hello there, folks. I knocked at the back door, but I guess you didn't hear me, so I walked right in. Why, oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. So that was you at the back door. We thought it was another guy from the finance company. Finance company? Yes, yeah. you see, we forgot to make a couple of payments on the car, and there's been a man trying to serve a paper on it. Oh, gee, that's tough. Well, maybe he'll go away after a while. Them guys never go away. That's part of their training. They love to sit on your lap if they can find one in your payments. <laughs> well... Well, you can't blame him. He's only doing his duty. Huh? Just the same as it's the duty of the Johnson's wax people to have every linoleum floor in America protected and beautified with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. That's very true, Mr. Wilcox. Uh, Won't you tell us more about what Johnson's glow coat will do for floors and linoleum, Mr. Wilcox? Oh, you've heard it. Oh, do tell us again. I never get tired of it, Harlow. <laughs> and I love that part where you strike an attitude of repose and talk about no rubbing and buffing. <laughs> Gee, do you really? Oh, it kills me. You mean, you mean where I remind people that no matter how much they use their linoleum floors, they can keep them beautiful and protected with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat? So easy? No work to it? Just apply to the clean floor, spread it around, and in 20 minutes it's shining like new? That's it. No wonder you sell so much Johnson's glow coat, Mr. Wilcox. You're so sincere. Hey, now, wait a minute, Molly. I'm the guy that really sells Johnson's glow coat. How do you figure that? Well, take a look at this wire I got from the shipping clerk at Racine. He says... We shipped so much Johnson's glow coat last month, we used 100,000 extra fiber shipping cases. Unquote. <laughs> Probably got my picture on every case, too. That's the real thing. Yeah, let me see that wire. Okay, bud. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> That's different. What do you mean? Why, it doesn't say fiber cases. It says fiber. Oh, my. Well, I'll see you later, folks. <laughs> going to have to stay locked up in here, McGee. Oh. I feel like a bird in a gilded coop. Certainly, you know, I can get down and make them payments down to the finance company, I guess. Uh-oh. Now he's at the window. I'm getting so afraid of... Afraid to even turn on a faucet in this house. I'm scared he'll come running out of the pipe. Oh, that isn't the man from the finance company, dearie. That's Mr. Boomer. Well, what's he doing at the window? What's the idea, Mr. Boomer? Quiet, my dear. Quiet, huh? Just dropped by to tell you there's a finance company, Flatfoot, haunting the premises. <laughs> Much obliged, Boomer, but we knew it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, just thought I'd warn you, Fudge Face. Anybody that's an enemy of a bill collector is a friend of mine. What seems to be your difficulty? Oh, we slipped up on our car payments, Mr. Boomer, and they're trying to serve us some kind of a paper. That's all. Very distressing, I'm sure. You want the address of a good lawyer, I can recommend mine. Has very cool head. Probably because he's a little on the shady side. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might come in handy at that, Billy. Who is your lawyer, Mr. Boomer? Uh, there's a chap by the name of, uh, now let me see. I have his name and address right here in my notebook. Now, where I put that notebook? Notebook, notebook, notebook. Let's see now. Uh, here's a letter from my sister, Sophronia. Energetic little rascal. And she's got her Christmas shoplifting all finished. <laughs> Small, acetylene torch. Sort of a financial can opener, you might say. Yes, you might say it. I'm sorry I did. Yes, indeed. Large, unset diamond. Belonged to a girlfriend of mine. She ran out and left me holding the baguette. Postcard from a friend of mine who had to leave the state for his health. Poor lad. 
He was so weak he couldn't even wave his expedition. <laughs> and a check for a short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No notebook. Wonder what I could have done with it. Well, no matter. I'll see him at the police station tomorrow morning. You got a case coming up in the morning, Boomer? I don't know. Depends on what luck I have tonight. Well, good day, my dear. Good day, flight trap. <laughs> should we barricade ourselves in here? We're not criminals. Let them attack our old car. What do we care? What? Take that car after I spent five Sunday afternoons putting in new piston rings? No, sir. Uh-oh. Oh, look, dearie. He's slipping the paper under the door. Oh, he is, is he? <laughs> Can't catch me that easy. I'll shove it right back at him. <laughs> Peek out and see what he's doing now, Molly. He's putting the paper back in his pocket. Which pocket? Now he's scratching his head. Scratching his head. Now he's shrugging his shoulders. Shoulders. He doesn't seem to understand hmm. it. Of course he don't understand it. Probably the first time he's run up against the guy that knows his rights. Well, legal rights or no legal rights, McGee, I've had enough of this. Huh? You can come with me or not, but I'm going to make a break for what it. What do you mean? I'm going to drive down to the finance company and tell them all about it. Oh, now, Molly, you Are can't... you coming with me or not? Well, all right. Come on. But the minute we get outside the back door, run for the garage. Hope that guy don't suspect we run out the back door. Whoa! <laughs> out of the way there, little girl. Hi, mister. I've been waiting for you, Betsy. Well, that's very flattering, I'm sure, but I ain't got time right now for any... Oh, gee. I wanted to ask you a question, I bet you. I'm sorry. Some other time, Sis. Besides, why pick on me? Well, everybody says you're a great guy. Oh. And wise, too. <laughs> oh, they did, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, who said that, sis? Oh, gee, everybody. Oh, is that so? They all say you're the greatest wise guy in town. <laughs> are you missing me, are you? Listen, sis, for the last time, run along and play and don't bother me anymore. Oh, I bet you you couldn't answer the question anyway, I bet you. Oh, yes, I could. Oh, no, you couldn't. Oh, yes, I could. Oh, no, you couldn't. Oh! Yes, I Heavenly days, McGee. Come on, we'll get caught. Wait a minute, Molly. I want to settle this. What was the question, sis? Well, what does pretext mean? Hmm. Pretext? Well, that mm-hmm. means when you're pretending to do something you ain't. It's, it's pretending. Oh, that may not be Webster's definition, but it'll do. Oh, who's Webster? <laughs> He's the guy that wrote the dictionary. See, did he make up all those words? <laughs> no, he didn't. Who did? <clears throat> Nobody. Everybody. Dad Rattle, how should I know? Hmm? <laughs> Say, what is this? Anyway, where'd you hear that word pretext? From my daddy. I'm holding you under any. You're holding me under any? Any what? Any pretext. That's what he told me to do. Oh, there's my daddy now. Oh, boy, that guy's in the finance company. Hey, daddy, I did it. I held him under any pretext. Oh, good for you, dear. Heavenly day. Well, I'll be a... It was a frame-up, that's what it was. No, it wasn't, I bet you. I got a quarter for it. So long, mister. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you Mr. McGee? Yes, I suppose so. I'm Mr. Perkins from the Wistful Vista Finance Company. I've been trying to get in touch with you all day. Oh, no, really? Oh, okay, bud. Okay, bud, you got me. Let's get it over with. Mr. McGee, my father was credit manager of this finance company when you bought your car. Of course, that was before my time. 
mind the sentiment, bud. Get, just get to the point. Well, as I was saying, since then a new generation has taken over. I have my father's old job, and in checking through the records, I find... Yes, yes, we know. You find it we're three months in arrears, so you're taking the car. Well, go ahead and take Oh, no, no, I have a check here for you. I tried to slip it under your door, but some darn fool shoved it right back. <laughs> a check? What for? Mr. McGee, you finished paying for your car seven months ago. What? Yes, this check is a refund. Why, you mean you mean the car is all paid for? We got money coming back? The car is all clear? Absolutely. Hot dog. Did you hear that, Molly? Yes. Hey, that's wonderful. Now we can now we can borrow some more money on it. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. But now, just a word about... You've just heard our 225th broadcast for Johnson's Wax. And on this occasion, we would like to pay tribute to... Uh, hey, Molly, who can we pay tribute to? Why, uh, I don't know, me. You don't? Well, uh, well, well, imagine that. No tribute. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> 